without even really being able to run as he shoots the moon to the fans here in Green Bay. That is a disgusting act by Randy Moss. And it's unfortunate that we had that on our air live. That is disgusting by Randy Moss. Oh, <laughs> oh wouldn't it be ironic? And one of the biggest turning of the tides in the history of sports broadcasting. If the man you just heard saying those words about Randy Moon, Randy Moon, Randy Moss pretending to moon Packer fans back in 2004 would be calling action very similar to that, but would go a lot more far. That is a disgusting act by Randy Moss. Biggest sports headline of the day. We we always hear about athletes turning down huge offers. Sometimes to join a team. Sometimes to be a broadcaster. Joe Buck turned down $1 million to call play-by-play of sex acts on a porn site. <laughs> yes! Sports Talk with Craig and John, Fox Sports 981, AM 1230, and KWSN.com. I'm John Gaskins with Craig Maddock, uh, one of the biggest NFL stars on the planet, a former Super Bowl MVP. Von Miller has coronavirus, and he didn't really even go out of the house to get it. And by now, most of you know, we'll hear from it a little bit. Uh, uh, but it's Friday. That's a downer to start things, and he seems healthy. We have good news from a local celebrity who has come out of coronavirus in about 10 minutes as well. I'm John Gaskins with Craig Maddock, and this was an absolute accident, but you heard some laughter there, and that's our 325 guest on every Friday, Mike Hendrickson. I guess we could start happy hour earlier in a moment. You seem to like that idea, Mike. Uh, I don't. I didn't realize that I was still on. I have to. <laughs> I didn't either. Show, so I, I had the pot up. <laughs> Got it. I, I, no, three three twenty or three twenty five will be just fine. I'm just enjoying listening. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we'll ask you at three twenty five. You can mull over if you would take that offer, uh, Craig. Good afternoon. Happy Friday. What about you? Would you take that offer? Uh, uh for a million dollars. One million dollars. Boy, I. Uh, I think anybody, uh, for the most part, if you're not a guy who's got a lot of money already, it's very tempting. And, uh, of course, I would say no now, but, boy, that's, uh, that, uh, my wife would be really, really, really. She'd be be thrilled (laughs) with you. A million dollars? Think of all the things. But it's. It's always uh, you can pay one off of all those, your kids' oh, debt. Yeah, you can take all those I vacations you'd want to take. You could retire and get the hell out of, away from me every day early. I guess there are I other know, ways but, you could uh, do that, but we we all have uh, we all have uh, our own morals that we want to try to stay with, and that would not be something that I would be very very proud of. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, but you'd be rich. Uh, I think you know my answer to this, huh? Maybe I'm rich now. That's very true. You might just be. I well, maybe I don't need them. Well, maybe you Joe don't. Joe Buck doesn't need it. That's why he yeah, said, of course. well, yes. part of the reason he said no. Yeah, well, it, it's interesting because Joe Buck has done some things that are not as on the radar as the as the 
sports he calls for a living doing Major League Baseball and NFL calling Super Bowl and World Series. World Series every year for over 20 and Super Bowl for every other year for 20, 25 years. Um, I'd, have to, I'd have to Google Joe Buck's net worth, but I'm sure it's a lot. And his annual salary is, I'm guessing, just at least $5 million a year. So, of course, he doesn't need it. But some of us do, like in the broadcast world. I'm not actually, I'm not actually as much as we like to talk about it because money is a big part of sports. It's a big part about life. I'm somewhat a minimalist. I don't need a lot of things. I drive a Honda Fit. It's about all I can afford, a used Honda Fit. And it gets me from point A to point B. It has a nice motor. It should last me a long time. I almost feel like I'm calling sex right now. You can really relate anything you're calling to sex. Any sports that we already do, we already could. I mean, we're, we're play-by-play announcers for football and basketball are well-equipped to call uh, what Joe Buck was offered a million dollars to call already. There's a lot of terms that are already used that I won't use here that we use that aren't using swear words. So many phrases that I could gratuitously use on the air that we already say. Nobody's better prepared to call play-by-play sex than guys who already call play-by-play sports. So it'd be an easy job. Um, I don't need the money, but it would be hard. To, it would be difficult to turn down, and it'd be a lot more, contrary to popular belief, I'm sure, across the Sioux Empire. It's a lot more money than you or I make, Craig, and uh, oh, it's several years' worth of salary that we would make here. At KWSN, I think. But I but I don't do the statewide play-by-play games like you do, so I don't get that. I don't get SDPB money. Uh, so I don't, I can't, I, I can't say if um, I would need the million dollars as bad as you do. But uh, well, if there was a company that would want to pay me a million dollars for that, they would be the dumbest company uh, in the world. Well, you don't think That's it'd be very good? Uh... <laughs> I think you'd be. I you you have I, such I a use, good you uh, have such a good voice for it. My, um, uh, nomenclature is not as uh, large as some people think. There you go. That's all I will say on the whole deal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're no, you, you said nomenclature, right? That's right. Okay, just making sure you weren't saying something else. Uh, look, I, I think you would be excellent at this. The same way, uh, and this is a compliment. I consider Craig Maddox somewhat of a Pat Summerall of local broadcasters when it comes to calling games on TV. Now, you've called a ton of games on the radio as well and still do for us for high school football and basketball here on KWSN. But as we all know, TV is a different art. And indeed, calling sex acts would be, a, you know, it's, that's a visual medium right there, of course. So I think the play-by-play of radio would be funnier theater than mind, and I think you'd be excellent at it. But you're somewhat a minimalist in calling things because we can see what's happening, and you're there to give us the basic facts, if not just kind of colorize things um, with just a little extra texture of whatever your word choice is at the time. And since we all can see something, look, you know, you would not have to be graphic in your detail. The what's going on is quite graphic already. It's kind of like a fight, really, or a UFC fight when guys are kicking each other. It's out there. It's graphic. I think I have to explain everything. Exactly, it'd be an easy job. That's right. You could just slip in a funny comment here or there. You're very good at subtle, cheeky humor, just in your everyday jabs at me on this show. Whenever you can get a word in. Hmm. Uh, that still would be the dumbest thing a company would ever do. 
Uh, he he tweeted, he, like Joe Buck tweeted today, and, and this is partly sometimes how we decide topics on our show. What's trending on social media? What are people talking about? And, uh, and Joe Buck tweeted today, today, this 17th day of April in the year 2020, I became the first sports announcer to ever reject a seven-figure offer from a porn site. Um, and then he tweets at Michelle Beisner, who is a feature reporter for the four-letter, I guess, and the Broncos cheerleader alumnus. Uh, he told her, I want this to be on my headstone. He wants it. Joe Buck wants it to be on his headstone that on this, the 17th day of April in the year 2020, he became the first sports announcer to ever reject a seven figure offer from a porn site. Disgusting act by Randy Moss. And it's unfortunate that we had that on our air live. That is disgusting by Randy Moss. Oh. Uh, uh, so, question is on Twitter, would you take this million dollars? Craig and I have answered that question. I would like to think I wouldn't, uh, but I might. Um, if it meant I got fired from this, would you fire me if I took that? Like, if I also did this on the side? Um, I would say, uh, just like Joe Buck and his bosses at Fox, uh, they would not uh, allow him to do it. Oh, okay. All right. So they I would, would be not allow him uh, right. to do it. Okay. Um, on Twitter at KWSN Sports, seventy-five percent of you. <laughs> but if you did it, what? What? Uh, what, <laughs> what do you have to lose? Well, exactly. My, exactly. Right. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's a little $10, more thousand dollar a year job. It's a little more lucrative than what's going on right now, and could pay for whatever I need to be paid for for several years. Um, 75%. So it's obviously a matter, as Craig said, it's a matter of morals, and Craig is a moral man, and I, uh, I, I already knew that, and uh, I expected his answer. My answer would be a tougher decision for me. I would ultimately probably say no, because I love calling, I love calling sports, and, um, you know, I wouldn't, I, you just heard him. I wouldn't get to call sports, at least with the job I have right now. Now, would calling this that Joe Buck turned down lead me to get sports jobs that are more lucrative than this one somewhere down the road? Probably not, but you never know. I guess I'd be more available for consumption. Um, I'd have to take my risks. I would ultimately say no. 75% of you would say yes. 25% of you say no. So three-fourths of you would indeed accept a million dollars to broadcast play-by-play of sex acts on a porn site. And, hey, the job is still open because Joe Buck decided to not take it. Here's another question at KWSN Sports. Would you think more or less of Joe Buck if he did this? Because, as we know, Craig, there are some people who still can't stand Joe Buck. He's in that line of work where there's going to be plenty of haters. I, it feels like more people are warming to Joe Buck before this all happened. And, and the offer came to him like two weeks ago, but he officially turned it down today, I guess. Um, would you think more or less of Joe Buck if he, would, if he would do this? Or about the same, whatever you think of him. Well, I like Joe Buck. I'm one of those that I like Joe Buck, and it would be a big downer for me if he did it. Okay. Um, I, 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 He's better than that. He, well, I agree he is better than that, and he certainly is d- d- deciding to tell us that he is. Um, he has been, as I, have sa- as I was trying to say before I d- diverted into another sidetrack ten minutes ago, he's been on the show Brockmire. If you've seen the show Brockmire, it's incredibly blue comedy about an imaginary sp- sportscaster, a lewd 
imaginary sportscaster who gets into all kinds of trouble with what he says on the air and does off the air. It's hilarious. And Joe Buck and Bob Costas have both appeared in it. Costas in a far less blue role as Joe Buck. Joe Buck doesn't, and Joe Buck plays himself. And uh, I, from the first season when Joe Buck was on it, there wasn't much that he actually said. But the things that were said around and in the scenes that Joe Buck were in, he signed off on it. So Joe Buck is probably less of a choir boy than anybody thinks he is. He did try to do a this kind of a late-night talk show, a weekly late-night talk show on HBO. And it bombed because he thought he would be uh, funny. And it turns out being funny every now and then or having a sharp sense of humor, quick wit, during a play-by-play broadcast with Troy Aikman or Tim McCarver is not the same as being able to carry a one-hour show, and it bombed and it failed quickly. Um, but if he did this, I think Joe. Buck, I do find Joe Buck funny at times when he tries humor, and I think uh, I think this would be a, you know that's another question we could ask on our poll question. Would you watch? You know, some of some of you already watch a lot already. It's a, it was already a billion-dollar industry, and there's never been more hits uh, in that industry online than these quarantining times for obvious reasons. More people are at home, stuck at home with less to do and, and uh, running out of things to watch. Um, so I, I'd, I'd watch because I think it'd be funny. So that's another question. Would you watch? I would watch to hear what Joe Buck says. Not, not necessarily for the material, but for what Joe Buck would have to say from time to time. Um, 38% of you would think... Um, 38% of you say you would... It's about that even. Some of you would think more of Joe Buck... Some of you would think less of Joe Buck, and about 25% of you would think the same as you do about Joe Buck um, if he were to uh, get into that uh, industry and actually take the million-dollar offer. But he didn't. Sports Talk with Craig and John here on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, and KWSN.com. I feel like you got to give the people they want, though, after talking about all this, to, to finish the discussion before we ask Mike Hendrickson these questions at 325, do you want to hear a little of uh, what Joe Buck's been doing lately? This all stems because Joe Buck offered to call play-by-play of people's everyday lives, you know, extend himself beyond the sportscaster that he is. And some of it has been sports of, like, kids playing baseball in the backyard with their brothers and sisters and fathers. And, uh, you know, some of it has been more uh, dogs running around and stuff like that. Um so I feel like we almost have to do our job and and uh, and give some of the examples of what he's been doing. Have you been watching or listening to any of it? No, no, I have no. <laughs> it's interest. on Twitter. I mean, it's just little thirty-second blips. No, no, no interest. Okay, uh, maybe we'll drum up some of those for you in a moment. All right, Craig and John, KWSN. That was fun. Um, some good news from the coronavirus world. Our friend Mel Antonin. Uh, is doing a lot better than uh, three weeks ago when we called him up. This is a sports writer who's a South Dakota native, a member of the South Dakota Sports Hall of Fame, who almost died of a rare liver disease back in January and February. And then right before he went in to get his last chemo treatment for the disease, uh, learned that he, he got sick and then he got tested for coronavirus and then he got it. And he said it got really bad when he had it. Uh, something you would wish on nobody to go through. But he was on Calling All Sports with Marco and Mike H. before the show today, and he says he is doing a lot better. He's been able to at least get up, walk around, and do some of the rehab 
that uh, he was going to start doing anyway to physically recover from the rare liver disease that he had. So that is terrific news because uh, Mel is 63 years old. He's someone, you know, you look at Carl Anthony Towns' mom, who is 60-ish, and just died of it after being a fairly healthy, vivacious woman, as far as we have all uh, understood. And so Mel Antonin joined uh, Calling All Sports with Marco and Mike H. today to say he is fine, he's better, and to kind of describe what he went through. Or, oh gosh, this isn't that big a deal. You would beg to differ. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very serious. Very scary. Um, because the uncertainty of what's going to happen. I mean, with the flu, you know that you're going to be sick for a couple of days, and if you take care of yourself, you're going to get through it all right. But with this, you don't know if you have infected anybody. You don't know. You go to bed at night thinking, Cal, I hope I don't sleep through some breathing issues and, and die. And you kind of wake up constantly making sure that you're, that you're breathing all right. So there's a lot, of, a lot of differences between the flu and the coronavirus. As I said, I would shake for eight hours. I would check my, my temperature every hour just to make sure it didn't go over 103 or 104. Uh, my body was so sore I couldn't get out of bed. Um, and there was no, you know, you'd call the doctor, and the doctor would say, unless your temperature gets 105, there's nothing we can do for you here, so just take care of it yourself. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very scary thing. My wife had it for a while, too. She, she had it for a couple of weeks. And she didn't have the shaking. She didn't have the um, the fevers. She had breathing issues. And uh, so for a long time, for a couple of weeks there, I was in my bedroom. My wife was in a spare bedroom, and my 13-year-old son was running the house. <laughs> <laughs> Which in and of itself could give you shakes. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> Mel answered it earlier today on Calling All Sports with Mark O and Mike H. And uh, he also offered thoughts similar to what Chris Atterbury, one of the voices of the Twins on the radio, said yesterday, kind of echoing the sentiments of Mike Trout that this Arizona Biodome, Grapefruit League in Florida, Cactus League in Arizona thing, probably ridiculous, probably not going to happen in Major League Baseball. Uh, and... Uh, Mel's, Mel's interview with these guys, some of his opinions were very similar to what he had three weeks ago on our show, but uh, you can uh, check out that interview on callingallsportssd.com. Uh, and as I said, we'll address the uh, Von Miller thing real quickly. I, I, this was interesting when I read through it and found out about it. So he's 31. He's one of the best football players on the planet, an eight-time Pro Bowl selection. And he's tested positive for coronavirus. And he says that he, did, he, he claims to have not had any contact with anybody. He said he was riding with his brother up the street to get some food, literally took it serious, wasn't out and about. It hit me right here in my house. Young, healthy. You'd think he wouldn't be nearly as susceptible to almost any other human being on the planet except for perhaps really young and athletic and in great shape teenagers and kids uh, and he got it. he did say he came back from the san francisco area which has been as most of us know heavily hit by coronavirus uh he did that uh, back in early march he returned to colorado shortly before the stay-at-home order in the bay area went into effect on march 16th over the last four weeks with colorado's uh, stay-at-home 
order. In effect, he had only left his house about four times. So, I mean, he's in San Francisco where maybe the thing was starting to bubble a little bit in early March. It was right around March 11th, 12th, 13th that sports started to get canceled and Rudy Gobert had coronavirus and the NBA decided to postpone indefinitely and sports just got shut down. NCAA tournament, conference tournaments, a lot of state basketball tournaments, not South Dakota's yet. All that happened in that time frame. So, but this is just like Mel Antonin. Von Miller did not know where he got it and just like Mel Antonin had been doing all the things that uh, that health experts and the government is trying to tell you to do. Um, and some states are making people do, and and yet still they got it. Here's just a little bit more um, from Von Miller uh, with NFL Live. 19, seriously. I mean, this has been going on for a while that you've been saying this. So it's especially jarring that you did contract it. So first, what are your current symptoms and how are you feeling? Um, my current symptoms, I have, uh, I have just like a, a little cough. I don't have... Um, you know, any, um, I'm not feeling uncomfortable or I'm not hurting or anything like that. I'm just, uh, you know, here chilling and, um, I'm just doing whatever they, uh, whatever they tell me to do. So when were you tested? I was tested, uh, three days ago. Um, I had a, uh, I had like a little cough and, um, I have asthma too. So I started to, um, use my nebulizer and my nebulizer wasn't working like it normally should. And my assistant, she, um, she was like, why don't you just go get tested? You know, the Broncos facility, you know, is uh, right down the street. So I did. Um, and two days later, team physician, he called me and he um, let me know that I had a positive uh, diagnosis. How much have you replayed in your mind, just kind of retracing the steps, where you think you may have contracted it? Um, you know, I've, I, 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 what, what keeps me... What, what keeps me at peace is knowing that I did everything that I was supposed to do. I was here at home. I've been, I've, I've been here at home for about a month now and I've probably left, I probably left the house, the house of a total of four times. And when I left, I, I didn't get out of the car or anything like that. I didn't have any contact. I was just, you know, riding, you know, with, uh, riding with my brother up the street to get some food. I, I literally, you know, took it serious. We didn't do, you know, I wasn't out and I wasn't, you know, about it. You know, it hit me right here at, at my house. So it's uh, it's very, very serious. And, you know, it's my job to, you know, keep my body in tip-top shape. And I feel like I am in tip-top shape. And if, if I can get this, is you know, anybody can get it. So there's Von Miller with uh, Courtesy ESPN. And... Um there's news again today as it continues to swell in South Dakota and the city council is mulling over things as we speak. And uh, more information is up for you locally at Kello.com and on Twitter at Kello Radio. And, of course, the thoughts of Kim Nelson, Roosevelt's football coach, yesterday about high school football starting anytime soon. That's our main story right now at KWSN.com. The weekend will start early. Happy hour with Mike Henriksen next. We'll ask him if he'd take that million dollars Joe Buck turned down on Fox Sports 98.1 AM 1230, KWSN.com. Follow the show. Respond to the show. Vote in our polls and get the latest sports news on Twitter. Go to twitter.com slash KWSN sports.